0: the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodyne is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodyne clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at triple eight two one two-eighty eight seventy-one or visit us online at NutriMedical.com.
2: We had trouble connecting from Genesis Studios to Lowell Ponte, and I have him on Skype because I think it's better sound than by phone. Lowell, are you still there? I'm still here, Dr. Hill. Wonderful. Let's see. I'm going to just move the microphone a little closer, so just keep your volume up nice and high. We have a new article to go over today. I'd like you to talk about the title of the article and what we're going to talk about today.
1: Sure. The title of the article is Our Downsized Future. Uh-huh remember Nancy Pelosi only days ago was saying that if Republicans actually cut taxes, that would be the end of the world Armageddon, in her words.
2: Right.
1: And, of course, for her political party, it would be mm-hmm. because the entire essence of her party is waging class warfare and transferring wealth from, well, dare we say, the makers to the takers. Right. But to the nearly half the population that receives more income. In taxes, <coughs> right. Uh, so I was suddenly inspired. I had seen a few days ago a DVD of a movie that will be coming out December 22nd, called Downsizing. It stars Matt Damon, and the theme is a man is running out of money, so he and his girlfriend decide there is this wonderful new technology or this treatment you can get medically that will shrink you to being only five inches tall you will be downsized
2: yeah Once actually he- i saw the uh, i saw the preview of that by the way people may think that's just uh insanity but there are actually global environmentalists that actually are talking about downsizing the human race and animals even making the future humans literally pulsions uh i'm not kidding you this is something i've known about for almost 30 years because I was one of the charter members of Greenpeace over 45 years ago as an environmental oceanographer, and I can tell you, these maniacs, actually, when they talk about this movie, Downsizing, they really think in the future they could actually downsize the size of the human race.
1: Well, sure, and it would have advantages, quote-unquote. You need a lot fewer calories to live. Uh, You notice even now on Home and Garden Television, they have shows dedicated to people buying these micro-houses. I mean, you buy a house that literally has 50 or 100 square feet in it.
2: <clears throat> well, you know, that goes along with ICLEI and the Resilient Cities Project. You know, they met with Barack Obama over 40 times. And their idea is, and they believe it or not, this is what they present. And they actually, and Barack Obama meeting that many times tells you that he believes this might be a real possibility. All the population of the United States are now moved to 12 super cities of 5 million roughly each by 2025, seven years from now. That is down to 65 million from 325 million population estimated now, and that they live in these micro apartments or like these micro homes that you're talking about on the, on the these travel channels, which I consider cubicles, almost like large uh, uh, tombs if you want to call it. They call them uh, you know what they call small homes or big living in small homes. I think it's insane. What do you think? A lot of hype. It's crazy. Well,
1: and uh, in indonesia and if you fly through singapore uh you can get a hotel place to stay for the night and the place is only a little bit bigger than a coffin wow and you can, they just crawl into this cubicle uh which is much longer than it is wide of course and you sleep there and you have like a foot of room on either side of you and that's it Now, that's the kind of living they're talking about in this downsized future, in the movie Downsizing.
2: Wow.
1: And yet, we are probably headed for something like that if we continue as we are on the simple principle that Ronald Reagan and others recognized, that for government to become big... The rest of us have to be made small. Right. For a government to eat up most of the resources in society, we are allowed to have less and less and less. It's now becoming common, at least where I live in Southern California, and I'm sure it's the same in New York and San Francisco and so on, that a modern home will be one that may be like a 10 foot by 10 foot room, but the walls are mirrored and there's a really great sound and, and video system in there. So you can have the illusion of being in a place as big as the whole world, but in fact it's a 10 by 10 room. Wow. It ju- it's just lives with the illusion of being bigger. But the idea is, you're going to see a Steven Spielberg movie theoretically out later this year that will begin addressing the future that's coming, where robots do all the work, where we are given a guaranteed minimal income It lets us get by. If we live this small existence,
2: um, we have that kind of reality. Yeah, so downsizing Um, isn't just physically. Now, it's also life. I had an interesting discussion three years ago when I had Ron Klatz visit me uh, at our home here in Southern California. And Ron is one of the co-founders of the Academy. It's the 25th anniversary. And this week I'll be going out as a keynote speaker on Saturday preceptor for the afternoon on anti-aging past, present, and future. And uh, he was three years ago at a forum in the uh, International Economic Forum, uh, put on by these globalists, and basically they want to push transhumanism and didn't want life extension. So downsizing isn't just downsizing and making you small, like we make you a little It's downsizing IQ. It's downsizing uh, your lifespan. We can see it already happening with genetically modified food, poisoning the water, fluoridation, etc. That is downsizing the intelligence. And the lifespan of the human race. Uh, They don't want people to live literally limitless lifespans or even hundreds of years. They don't want centenarians or decacentenarians where they've been living at least 200 years or longer around actually with dynastic wealth that's accumulated because they don't have a death tax. Now accumulated say their 12th PhD, travel the world 60 times, volunteering. And now because they've acquired so much knowledge. And by the way, the structure of your brain, if you're an elderly person that is healthy, is actually more complex in your mid-80s than it is in your mid-60s. So what people should understand is you don't get a less complex brain or you get neurodegeneration. No, no. If you're healthy and don't have a neurological degeneration, your brain structure, function, and your actual physical complications, if you look at the neuroanatomy, is actually more complex if you're 100 years old, if you're healthy, than if you're 50 or 60. People don't know these, do they? That makes perfect sense because you have more past to
1: be remembered. I mean, people often think of folks who were senile as having no brain at all, but in fact they still have their past memory that was laid down. What they don't have is what's called short-term memory.
2: But but, it, but they they also get adaptive changes. People don't realize you actually lay down new DNA code, but you also lay down new neural pathways, and facilitated an enlargement of different parts of your brain as you get older. If you uh, use things, whether it's the musical parts of your brain, certain areas of the of the insula and other areas actually are hypertrophy, and you get adaptive changes to your brain structure that increases uh, myelinated neural pathways between different sections of your cortex. So what people should understand is you don't get stupider as you get older. You don't just get wiser. Your brain actually gets more complicated and, and more uh, robust, if you want to call it. So despite the fact you may not run as fast or jump as high, your brain actually is more complex as you get older.
1: It's more complex, and in keeping with that uh, famous episode of Star Trek called The City on the Edge of Forever, as you find your body is breaking down, is giving way, You have an almost natural impulse to want to escape into the past, as people did on this planet that was breaking up. They're given the opportunity through a kind of time portal to go back to when the planet was in much better shape. And so it's it's quite natural that people would go backward. In fact, there's going to be a movie starring John Hamm out about that, too. It may have already been released.
2: There's also one that Netflix just released this week. It talks about 300 years in the future where people just trade their bodies and move their consciousness from one body to another, and they call their bodies sleeves. So that's the technology. Now, what people don't understand, the greatest threat to the world, uh, and there's two major threats to the world, are artificial intelligence and human life extension. And in a sense, the two of them are in great opposition to each other because the globalists don't want people to live longer. In fact, I remember after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, the Polish uh, government decided they were going to do a smoke cessation program, and then they went back after they did their analysis and realized if we extend the human lifespan four years by cutting out cigarettes, we can't afford the health care program that we have. So they actually got rid of it so that people would die more quickly of smoke-induced cancer and permanent lung injury.
1: Uh, I, I for decades on the radio, have made the argument if someone invented a pill and anyone who took it suddenly would live to be 140, would the government permit you to have that pill not
2: on your life? Are you kidding me? For
1: exactly the same reason.
2: Back in a moment. Stay right there, Lowell. Welcome back, and Lowell. Uh, so you have some a couple of anomalies that you wanted to mention inside your article, that are really important issues. I think what our main thing, our fuel here during the show and all the shows, whether it's functional medicine, geopolitics, whatever, is we're trying to make people think. We are. If there's one thing I ask people to do is please don't believe anything I say, whether it's medical or otherwise, or you say or any of the hosts but ask better questions because you're only going as far as you can ask a question so that you can absorb the bite-sized pieces of whatever the truth or you think the truth is by asking better questions. So let's go through the article and find these other anomalies that you want to mention about.
1: Okay, well let me start with the article itself and talk about a financial element and then I'll talk about a physiological level. Right, you would find it especially interesting. Uh, one is... So suppose you could live another 30 or 40 years or just live out a, a normal 85-year lifespan as we're now developing it. Would that be good for the economy? What would your retirement be like? Well, the answer is currently your retirement in many places can be a nightmare. And the reason being... Suppose you had a million dollars that you had saved. You worked all your life. You've accumulated that much money. How long could you go on a million dollars? Well, the answer in a recent study is in Hawaii, that would be enough to keep you going for 11 years, 11 months. Which isn't really that long if you want to retire even at age 65. That would get you to seventy six years of age right. in california you could go sixteen years five months in new york or massachusetts or connecticut or maryland uh, or oregon that would just barely get you past the seventeen year mark in other words a million dollars ain't what it used to be and it's going to be even less because you'll notice as things get more expensive the government winds up devouring a bigger and bigger share right. of what within the society. For example and then you have to remember how desperate politicians like Nancy Pelosi are, why they say it would be Armageddon if they couldn't keep getting the same amount of tax they are. Right. For example, you may you may think you have a social security because you don't understand the politicians have already devoured borrowed and spent the 2.66 trillion dollars that was in the social security trust fund right it's there anymore all that's there are iou's
2: isn't that crazy
1: and what an iou means is they have to collect the money to pay off the iou in other words they have to take another 2.66 trillion dollars from the taxpayers just to pay what is already owed to the taxpayers not that it matters because social security as a ponzi scheme and the, courts, the Supreme Court has ruled twice, doesn't really owe you anything. You don't have money in a lockbox in your name guaranteeing to pay you. Social Security will give you whatever they choose to give you. Right. For example, they're supposed to have uh, cost of living adjustments that will offset the impact of inflation. And inflation, by the way, is running at least 50% higher than the government now says it is. Right. According to a new Fed study. So, therefore... is going to be devoured by 20% within 10 years, according to Fed planning. It's actually going to be devoured in about in less than 7 years, according to the way where inflation is really running. In other words, after you've worked for 28 years, the same for your retirement, now you will have, if you're lucky, only 20% of what you earned and put aside left in purchasing power. You see, people don't realize, or maybe they do, but they don't understand why, just how poor we really are. You know, in the last uh, 50 years odd, uh, total income by, by Americans, once adjusted for inflation, has increased by only 16%. But the cost of medical care has increased by 818%.
2: Right. So, I mean... So, in other words, you can't afford to—you can't afford to have a population that lives old. In other words, that's what you're saying.
1: I'm saying we we simply will not have the money to live to be old. That's the implication. Maybe if we could downsize ourselves, as in Matt Damon's forthcoming kind of movie, downsize, to be in only five inches tall then you could afford a big enough house to live in. You well, could afford enough food to eat and so on because you'd need only a minuscule fraction of what you spend now. Well,
2: let, let me uh, just throw some equations out, some different ones, because we, we want to integrate the financial and the and the informational and the other technology. Uh, when I go to speak in the lecture this next Saturday, 16th, the technology that I'm presenting to the doctors with implemented by thousands of doctors and billions of dollars. will end... END. This is not a boast. this is a fact. On the ground fact. End disease and aging in five to twenty years. That means we won't age at all anymore. Unless you die violently, like a violent death or an accident or something. Or you're by a jealous husband when you're 800. Yeah, exactly, when you're eight hundred. But here's the facts. The real limitation, and you have to look at it like for example, the petrodollar. The real currency in the world is not Bitcoin or even gold or silver, it's energy. And uh, 55 years ago, we actually first reached the capacity to create tokamak fusion reactors. Now, we're playing around with CERN trying to pretend that we don't have the technology for star power, which is fusion energy, which occurs in the heliosphere of the sun. It's not deep in the side of the sun. It's 100,000 miles above the sun's surface. So fusion energy already exists. Pardon me?
1: theory of a tokamak is they focus a lot of lasers on one point and at that point they generate heat like the center of the sun.
2: Well yes. I, I, let, me, let me give you the summary of how to build a tokamak fusion reactor. So if you're taking notes how you do it. You have two spiral vortices of magnetic field that spiral down uh, helium-3 ions, basically, which can, can be mined off the moon. There's a small amount on Earth, but there's 500,000 times more on the surface of the sun that's crystallized. And the reason part of it is because it hits the bow shock wave of our and radiation belt, and it pushes it out toward the moon where it crystallizes, depending on the phase of the moon. Uh, helium-3, when you fire them in under this, in a sense, spiraling uh, fusion reaction, they smash the two helium-3 ions, and it creates a, uh, a fused heavier... Um, Material that releases what's called a plasma. That plasma, when you capture it, produces an enormous amount of energy. It's called fusion energy. Plasma fusion energy basically has no radioisotopes, no radiation, no gamma particles, no beta particles, etc. It creates a plasma. and If you capture that plasma, you can convert it from that plasma into DC, into alternating current, whatever you want. You can actually have plasma distribution lines, which are what's called magnetic conduits, which means you don't have to have a step-down transformer. So they could lay literally plasma conduits all over the continent, and they would go a 1,000 miles without needing a step-down transformer station. And you convert, at the point of use, plasma directly into the use of power. Now, right now we have LED lights. So would this all be
1: superconducting?
2: These are all superconducting cables, basically, that are hollow cables with a superconducting magnetic field that holds the plasma in the center. <clears throat> now,
1: so, this, so you'd totally have near-infinite power. You'd have the ability to build under every city a giant ring battery that you could
2: store power in. Right, well, you can store power in several ways. The first way is my, my, my niece actually developed a system for storing power in 500 to 1,000 kilowatts in compressed air. I'm just selling it to all the major power producers in the world. This technology is... Not being miniaturized. I tried to convince her that she should miniaturize, but she's not. She finished her Ph.D. in plasma nuclear physics at uh, Princeton at age 18. Okay, she already had her master's degree in physics by the time she was 13. That's where Einstein retired. Right. Now, you have to understand what's going on is we have all kinds of ways. The best energy, I think, for smaller homes in the future will be called solar and wind hydrogen. And I'm in the process of patenting some technology to do that, <clears throat> to make... Because I see these other companies not doing it, I'm going to pattern solar and wind hydrogen technology so that it will be available to the public and smaller communities. Because we need to get off the grid. The grid is dead, as far as I'm concerned. And that's the real source of all wealth and money, is energy, period. speakerphone uh, from Skype on my, my computer, because you're having tech problems from the studio. The a little, uh, This idea of downsizing is a really big deal. People don't understand, if you actually look at it soberly, not just with emotion, and this is why you have to look at it soberly, we're uh, very rapidly approaching uh, life extension technology, the singularity of artificial intelligence. They launched Sophia and gave uh, Sophia this female computer uh, robot. Yeah, citizenship in Saudi Arabia. We've seen Bitcoin and 100 cryptocurrencies just within the last month. Turkey set up its own cryptocurrency. It's my feeling that Saudi Arabia, the Arab Emirates, and Bahrain, etc., are probably major players in why they're converting their vast multi-trillion dollar, probably quadrillion dollar wealth into cryptocurrencies. Because cryptocurrencies, once they're linked to biometrics, mean they would have absolute control over the financial markets of the world. So it's not just exploding their currency. I've had people try to tell me, Bill, you're a fool. Get involved with cryptocurrencies. You can become a crypto billionaire. It's like, no, you're an idiot. This is the nascent form of the matrix. Now, if you're not religious, you have to understand, even if you don't believe in the Bible, the fact of a cryptocurrency where all the, if they just have to press alt-delete in your cybernetic, I would call, sim, disappears from cyberspace so you can't buy or sell that's bad and the fact is they don't want life extension they don't want you to have limitless power I'll give you an example let's say theoretically i get my patent in the next six months for solar hydrogen and solar wind because i talked to the company in, called solar a company in northern california that has solar hydrogen and they don't want to miniaturize it or, or they have a patent for making solar energy directly from from sunlight but you can use any system the Israeli system that I looked into a few years ago had a system where they'd actually concentrated on a different type of solar panel. Just one little panel, and they had a parabolic reflector, so you could create hot water, plenty of hot water for your home and for cooking, and also we generate a lot of solar energy. And it would just point and keep turning this the the parabolic reflector toward the sun. There's other technology where you can actually create wind, and you can actually using a solar what's called a a turbine setup, so that even if the wind is only 7 miles an hour, you can make it at the end of the turbine, 70 miles an hour, to move the turbine. And then what you do is you store it as not compressed air, but just hydrogen. And use not a Hindenburg, but a hydrogen adsorbing tank, which is actually off the shelf. You can buy them right now. So the components of what I'm talking about, you'd actually be able to assemble the pieces yourself.
1: You'd store it in a hydride.
2: Yeah, you'd have a, basically you'd have what's called a <coughs> adsorbent tank for hydrogen. And whether it's solar or wind, that would be the off power, whether you don't have wind or sun. Now, the fact is, once you have energy, energy is the real cash of the future. The other cash of the future is information. And, of course, the intel agencies want information to everybody. That's why we look at what what's the engine that drives, for example, Amazon or the intel agencies of the government. It's information on the EU. So if you search for a specific product, Amazon or these other agencies are selling and buying literally the intel that you are looking at for a certain product, and they're shoving it in your face. I saw it here just a few weeks ago where my daughter was telling me she wants, she likes the Barbie Dreamhouse. Now, she's 24 and a half with Down syndrome, and she likes the Barbie Dream House. So I searched on it, and before you know it, because I share digitally stuff that I upload for her on her iPads with mine, it popped up the the, the, the camper van. And she goes to my wife and says, Look, mommy." So she shows her on her iPad this camper van thing that popped up on her iPad because I had searched and got her dream house order. And she got my wife to order it because it came up on her iPad. They have us in the matrix already. And the cryptocurrencies and these other things, and the fact you don't want life extension. As you said, we have NutraMeds right now. If you take my NutraMeds and you've got a serious health problem, we can only remediate your problem, extend your lifespan, and prevent it from causing permanent things like peripheral neuropathy, heart failure, dementia, blindness. We already have peptides that reverse that. And when there's things like hyperbaric oxygen and our new Mountain Red Velvet DR, we already have a combination of technology I call the fetal. for the four eternal algorithms of life. I call it fetal. You can actually now have a combination of technology we're going to get better and better combinations. So literally the whole process of aging is going to slow, slow and slow and eventually you're not going to be able to see someone aging, and you're going to see people that you think are 45 or 50, and they're actually 150. That's going to happen. It's just a natural progression of the science of functional medicine. And we're getting there. We're getting there at an enormous pace. The rate of information going up, and we're having our, our conference next week. is the biggest one in the world, and I'm actually the primary speaker in the conference on anti-aging. What I'm presenting is a quantum uh, harmonic resonant physics of how all life systems work in aging. So it's the same mathematics, by the way, to hack into human consciousness, which is why I've also got patents going for artificial intelligence for my quantum fuzzy logic biocircuits, which I call the Neurotron. These Neurotron circuits actually could create a simulation of real AI. The stuff that you see right now on the Sophia and all these things like Watson, these are all simulated simulated artificial intelligence that are not true artificial intelligence. You have to program, have programs lay down a whole bunch of algorithms to make it more and more self-intelligent by having it do different algorithms. No, no, no. You need to have it nascent intelligence just like a newborn being born and actually acquiring information and parsing itself, which is completely separate from programming. And that's what my system will be. It allows it. But you need backdoors. So you don't create a cyber god. Because our civilization is waiting for the image of the beast they want an image they can worship they don't want to worship a god that's in a different dimension or in the universe or beyond time and eternity no no they want to worship something that will control their life and give them food give them power give them whatever and literally keep them inside the matrix and leave and allow them to enter into what i call the cyber dome where they can actually hack into consciousness and go to a cyber brothel or a warrior place where they won't die if they even if they do a deadly activity in a cyber game in cyberspace like the movie Jumanji. People are losing their marbles aren't they?
1: They are and in fact the French think tank just concluded that uh, about a quarter of millennials if given a choice between having a sex life with a human or having a sex life with a robot. would prefer the robot. By the way the uh, London Daily Star just today has out a story headlined, Humans Will Worship AI Messiah God Robot Religion
2: expected to boom. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very sick.
1: of a AI religion.
2: Well, you have to understand, and and this is where I, I'm, I'm a, a Hebrew Messianic Christian. Okay, uh, which doesn't fit the, the realm, which is why I can't go to a public church because I'm going to ask them questions. As I say, I like to axe like my my Norwegian ancestry. That's where the name Dago comes from. It's Norwegian French from Normandy, and what people need to understand here is that our human race is suicidally self-determining to lose our ability to be autonomous, to be controlling our future, including our own genetics.
1: They want to eventually
2: hand it over to a government which even outlaws wild reproduction and controls even our genetics by polar body exclusion so they can make sure that we can't, eliminate disease, extend human lifespan, and and take the limit off our intelligence so we can literally search with our minds through databases to acquire information and download language skills or other uh, capabilities. They don't want that. They don't want human beings to become, in a sense, empowered Ubermensches. They want us to become little minions in a robot world where most of the population is literally eliminated or dies early of disease and, and pestilence because they do not want... So many pesky lower humans disturbing the, the realm of the ubermensch, the ultra billionaires, like the guys that run Silicon Valley. They want to, literally, become the gods of the future. That's what their their goal is, isn't it?
1: Oh, and in the meanwhile, under Barack Obama, the White House science advisor was a man who co-authored a book advocating the adding, the adding of chemical sterilants to the world's food and water supplies, is, with the only government to control the antidote. Was that it? Was that
2: Ezekiel Emanuel?
1: No. No, that was the
2: other one. That's the other guy, okay. But I know that these is a cadre of the same individuals, though. Ezekiel, I changed his name to Ezekiel Emanuel because of the death panels he put in Obamacare.
1: Meanwhile, I have a very naive question to ask. It's sometimes been said that if we could just live longer, we would have leaders and a society in general that would be wiser. But are you saying we would live to be, oh, let's say, randomly, 500 years, would that be 500 years, one year on top of one year, or would that be a 500 year
2: of wisdom?
1: In other words, are we really gaining
2: anything by the long term? Oh, yeah, the it, 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 if we if we had what's called zero senescence, the actuarial tables with a curve rate of danger, still people would die at five years of age, but the average person would live 457 years. The average
1: and so we would
2: have people... That's a tough question uh we're like the tale of two cities it was the best of times it was the worst of times this is a time where mankind could be transformed to a godly race where we are connected and empathic with not only other living things but each other where we don't have to even speak but telepathically we can also speak we call uh cognitively through supernets where we can don't have to open our eyes we can open our minds and actually download a language or a skill set that's the future we could have on the other hand the same technology can be used to literally put us in a cyber cage that downsizes not only the human race but intelligence and lifespan, uh, fractionates the society like the fractionation and hierarchy that you see in the caste system in India, where the the, the vast majority, which called uh, untouchables, that have been genetically downgraded, to not be the fullness of human beings in terms of their intelligence and lifespan, and only the smallest highest caste becomes the Uberman. It's almost like the Draco-reptilians people talk about as being the, the supercast that invaded our ancient worlds through the, the society of the druids. What people don't understand is <clears throat> our choice and why do we get to decide. God's not going to decide for it. Satan doesn't get to decide for it. We, collectively, get to decide what future we have. And we have better decide correctly because, unfortunately, most people in the world don't even think an original thought. In fact, I honestly make this bold statement that a lot of people if they added an original question or thought they would probably die of spontaneous human combustion it's disturbing to me that a lot of people when they do ask them or beg them to ask a tough question they don't even want to hear that there could be potentially an answer or solution to the problem whether it's power or financial issues or pollution that's destroying the benthic layer of the oceans and causing the carbon oxygen cycle to stop or stopping superstorms from striking our, our coastal areas and destroying our cities. They don't want to hear that there may be noise canceling technology that can be used to stop the telluric energies releasing giant superquakes that could strike Northern California or the subduction zone off the Cascadia. That's called the dance of the of the Firebird that destroys the coastal areas of Washington State, Oregon, and Southern British Columbia every roughly 300 years on a regular, pretty well regular schedule. That's about to happen soon. They don't want to hear that there may be a solution to the twisting problems because, especially groups like the Rhino Republicans and the Democrats, they always want to seem impotent. They want to flout impotence in the face that there is nothing godly on this earth or ungodly that we can't find a solution for, whether it's plagues or superstorms or weather or galactic events or even near comets. We have, for example, a giant rock passing the earth, and I saw it on our. Uh, our space weather program, that is like uh, something like eighty thousand kilometers away from the Earth. It's pretty far, eight hundred thousand kilometers, but it's a five-mile across rock, and we have one coming near the Earth in uh, around twelve years from now, roughly the fall of twenty uh, <coughs> twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Yeah, t- yeah, and it's called Apophis, and Apophis is the ancient destroyer. This comet and its debris field, we begin remember we're gonna see sort of these these uh, some of these actually little rock gravel things that come by with this with the, this leonid shower that are actually going to be happening here very shortly. Some of them will actually enter the atmosphere and you go you'll see these little you know, if you want to call fireballs as they enter the atmosphere. But a one percent chance of inner debris field striking Earth is pretty serious twelve years from now. And people don't understand that the punctuation at the beginning and at the end of the dinosaur age was a giant asteroid that struck the earth. The one apophis that's about to pass us in 12 years' time is three times bigger than the one that destroyed the dinosaurs.
1: Now those, those meteor showers actually come because these things cross Earth's path and they leave in their wake uh, a river of stardust. What people don't realize is the calendar is not a timekeeping device. The calendar in your house is a map. And like this date, well, I'll pick a random date, December 15th. Right. That's the place that our planet comes to once a year in its orbit around the sun. Right. And during the 12 major meteor showers, these places have a river of stardust left usually by an ancient comet. Right. has been gradually melting into positive. By the way, a lot of these kinds of topics are dealt dealt with by Craig Smith and myself, uh, my co-author. Craig, by the way, you'll see on with Neil Cavuto tomorrow. If you want to watch
2: that, I, our, I wonder what his opinion is about cryptocurrency. We mentioned about your book too. How people get uh, the books you write? Similar to mine, <coughs> from him. Yeah, you can get the book money
1: Where I'll be at the machine—a 250-page book. You can already pay twenty dollars for it at Amazon. You can get it free and postpaid right now, in time for Christmas, if you call a toll-free number. Won't we'll cost you a penny. Eight hundred six three zero. 1492, the you're calling
2: the Sail the Ocean Blue, is that number? 800 630 1492. Well, one of the. So um, now that we're at this stage and we're in the last segment, I'd like you to pick a one or maybe two questions that you think are burning. You're a very wise man. That's why I like to have you on the show and you raise questions and issues. What are the two hardest questions that you can think of that you haven't had a a complete enough answer yet of an issue that you think? we should discover or evaluate or analyze or pull apart the pieces of it and try to assemble it back together and say what is this issue that's challenging mankind or the world what are the two top questions you would say
1: oh well, i would ask much more abstract <coughs> the math within your head now what exactly will bring us into harmony with
2: god's will well i can tell you what will bring it in firstly number one you can't convince someone with logic or with emotion or poetry or even humor. You can sometimes temporarily get people to kind of see a change in their worldview if you use humor or poetry. Uh, you can't really get them to change unless there's what I call spirit words. Now, spirit words are something that we, uh, we talked about earlier uh, last week. We brought on an expert on reverse speech, uh, David John Oates, and we talked about this regarding the attorney who was taking care of the estate of Elvis Presley. The problem is whenever someone speaks, they also speak reverse speech. In other words, out of their soul, out of their their gut, they're actually speaking reverse speech. So if you actually take their statements uh, that they're speaking publicly in a meeting or a business meeting or even between people, there's always spirit words being spoken in between. We have found a way of extracting those and even amplifying using radiotic technology. The fact is, the higher realm of existence, the we call the astral, the consciousness realm. Although we perceive ourselves as separate points of consciousness or points of light, like the high-level masons, a thousand points of light, we're actually all connected. We're actually part of a larger cognitive, if you want to call it, hyperconscious organism.
1: So our Lord is one.
2: Right and the point is and unless circumstances are a certain way or unless there's a spirit word being spoken by the Creator God or by us collectively, you can't change the the worldview of the people that they actually change their their actions so For example, if you look through the punctuation, uh, not only of the Christian world or the Jewish world, but any people that we call spirit leaders, whether it's native spirit leaders or whatever, they speak something that they thought was a truth or wisdom into the population. And if if it struck their soul, not their intellect and their emotions, by poetry, then they would change their behavior. For example, Confucianism in ancient China. If you look at the words of Jesus, most of it was very simple parables, but he spoke into those words, spirit words that were transformative in terms of the nature of what we look at the world, and how we look at the world. For example, he mentioned the comment there's only two real commandments love God with your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I had a corollary, your neighbor is yourself. And when you become truly a hyper-empath, you would not strike your neighbor because you'd feel the fist striking their face. You wouldn't pollute something because you could feel the, da- the, the pain of the pollution on the place you were doing it. You wouldn't set a fire like a pyromaniac because you could feel the fire burning you. You wouldn't cause a pestilence or drop a nuke on someone, seeing their bones dissolve because you'd feel the, the horror of the coming disaster and the end of their body in a flash of fire. You wouldn't do uh, evil things even just emotionally, whether it's child abuse or rape or whatever, because you'd feel the effect of the rape on yourself. And until we become empathic in terms of not only connected to the creator god and eternity and connected to the world we live in we're never going to change our behavior until the events of the world sweep us away and only those who are connected survive. That's what's so coming.
1: Libertarian, I would say there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with selfishness as long as you're talking about your highest realized
2: self. The highest realized self means we should be connected. If you walk by a plant and and the plant is connected to you it'll say, "Water, water me." If you see someone suffering, like Jesus said, if you, help, if you help someone who you perceive and you know in your heart, because it's a spirit thing, that they need help, that's a spirit thing. That means you're connected and as you do on the police of these, you do it on to me. Exactly. And until those events happen, and again, some of our historical transformative events, we're heading toward worldwide economic disaster, ecological disaster, artificial intelligence, life extension, <clears throat> and major galactic and solar events that are beyond our control. These events will transform the worldview of the population collectively and change our spirit toward each other. That's what's going to happen. I only hope it happens
1: in time.
2: So I guess, in other words, I'm kind of a a spirit libertarian. Would you say that? Well, I like to think of you that way, but that's my own particular orientation. Yeah, I'm just (laughs) borrowing
1: it. Thank you, Loa.
2: Amazing uh, discussion today.
1: My pleasure.